Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Money Talks. And as usual, we have a very interesting guest with an amazing story in front of us. Without further ado, Priya Goel from Hopspace. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eddie. Thank you. Hi, everyone. And I know this is obviously not the first time, but uh, that you've been, you were there for the Women's Day special. Uh, but you know, it's uh, we do not get a, lo a lot of time to get into you know your the deeper story uh, about uh, about Hospice. But today, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, Priya, maybe maybe what we could start off with is you could just uh, educate the audience a little bit about uh, about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, I, I think first of all, I just want to thank you uh, for having me over and the entire Arthur team. Uh, you know, it, it kind of feels surreal because a lot of people who've been on the money talks, uh, like Hirsch or RK, for example, they're all now investors at Hopspace. So, you know, it's it's a very elite class of people who've literally been on the money talks previously. So it uh, feels very, very good to be here. Um, sure, happy to walk you uh, through through my journey, uh, what I've done till date and what we are doing at Hopspace. Uh, so I was born in Broadband, Delhi, in a very middle class family, a Banya family, where you know I've seen uh, everybody set up their own business. Uh, right, so my dad was into uh, manufacturing of steel, then he got into the business of uh, warehouse, of retail, hardware, etc. etc. So, long, long uh, and lengthy stories of good entrepreneurs in my family. So, um, that, that's about my family background. I uh, did my schooling in Delhi. Uh, my bachelor's was from University of Delhi uh, into finance and investment analysis. And I think it's one of the most prestigious courses that the university offers. And this was my first um, sort of exposure to the competitive world out there. Because uh, CBS literally has you competing for the first time right out of school with 20,000 kids given the, the, their first entrance exam. Whoa. Getting to uh, you know be a part of those top 50 seats in DU, I, I think that was the most amazing uh, feed that I, I got for the first time in my life. Uh, from there, I uh, got an offer on campus from S&P Capital IQ, worked into private equity research for two years. Uh, and I think uh, while I was very good at research, I also wanted to uh, add on more to my skills. So the first uh, thought was, OK, let's go out of the country. Let's try and do uh, an MBA. Uh, what uh, you know, there were multiple factors that could not allow me to do so. So I ended up giving my first crack at that uh, in examination, but through IMT Ghaziabad. Uh, wow. I did my That's a prestigious school. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, one of the top ten B schools in India, and uh, I I think just in school I was you know naturally a leader. So uh, the first step for me when I entered IMT, apart from gaining the knowledge was also to network a lot and you know be the face of the college uh, so, you know literally spending one month uh, of sleepless nights going through many many interview processes and clubs and committees uh, got through the student council ultimately became the general uh, secretary of the college in uh, in my second year oh, wow. And uh, uh, so that's where I also uh, met Harsh by the way so Harsh was a co-gensec with me 
uh, and and you know we literally ended up handling most of the student life on campus be it what our students going to eat in the mess to who, who gets to stay in which room uh, which block uh, handling the cultural management fest so it, it was a roller coaster uh, those two years so you were used to pe people asking for requests so that bit of an entrepreneurial yes <laughs> manage management <laughs> almost yes Roll. yeah yeah and um i think uh, on campus is where I, i i got my internship with women's sacks and western banking uh, uh, so that was a eight week long internship my uh, first real step out of home my comfort level to bangalore stayed there for two uh, two months and and i think um gave me a supreme exposure this was the first time i had stepped out of home uh, from my family in fact uh, you know, none of the cousins of my age had done this so it was frightening uh, but very very fulfilling and ultimately ended up getting a pre placement offer from goldman sachs joined them uh, in in uh, summer of 2016 worked there for about 2 years uh, and may 2018 is when i got engaged and decided to quit uh, to, you know be closer to home and uh, decide what would be the next steps uh, so yeah that's that's when i really started thinking about hop space and that's when the entrepreneurial journey came about so it's it's a very interesting you know set of companies you worked for right smp uh goldman sachs uh you know kpmg with, with the internships eny so it, at any point did you not feel like you know I mean, these were all nice and you know cushy jobs you could have taken and right now you're out there you know hacking it out like an entrepreneur so did you ever think that you know it was probably easier you know just uh, take the chill life with uh, with a nice uh, fat package why why do all this entrepreneurial stuff I think I've always been super ambitious uh you know right from uh, wanting and getting a box of colors during school time uh to you know literally going to the college that I wanted and Goldman again was a dream job for me getting that uh and from there trying to and wanting to build something of my own uh, I think that's what kept me driving so although corporate experience has its own benefits but I think for anybody and entrepreneur journey is just more fulfilling so what was i mean uh, you said you said you got the idea for hop space while you were at goldman sachs what what happened what was this uh, what was the uh, eureka moment um i think partly it was my husband's influence uh, so he's uh, a great co-founder of a very large healthcare company himself uh, that was one second uh, because i wanted like i said i wanted to be closer to home i had gotten engaged i was going to move to uh, bombay from delhi uh, i really wanted to explore something in the education space so you know at times i would come up with ideas that would do something that would do something with revamping the schooling system uh, or you know just making the teachers life easy while they're teaching in school etc etc and education as such was very exciting for me because i did a couple of deals while in sacks into the education space and uh, even though i was working with the london team there were a couple of them in the asian region that we did so pretty interesting sector overall and uh, education is something i have been very passionate about uh, my my mother who's not a formal teacher but uh, you know she used to take tuition classes for a lot of kids even now you know she is teaching a lot of junior kids in the kindergarten and uh, class 1 and class 2 
So I think uh, that's where this entire thing really struck me. But there was also a personal experience that you had because you didn't have children of your own at the time when you started uh, Hopspace. But I remember you when we when we spoke, you had told me there was a personal. uh you know experience that you saw which actually led to the uh, thought about creating the original hop space model what was right. that so, so i do have a nephew and uh, back in that time he was about 3 years old and uh, uh his mom's problem always was that i want to send him to an activity but i don't know uh, which activity to send to his friends are going for phonics classes some of them are going for gymnastics but i don't even know if he will like those classes and uh second of all where do i find good trainers will they come home do i have to take him uh sometimes you know uh, when a car is not there how do i manage for the logistics so these were the problems that she was struggling with and at the same time uh harsh also has a lot of cousins who are much older have uh, younger kids and in a city like ujjain you know you will not find people who would do fancy stuff like robotics classes or coding classes or you know very organized football classes so these have been personal experiences which uh, really drove us to build uh, up space interesting and in in between i think uh, you also joined farm easy for about 6 months and that was right. that, i mean that that, so, that, that that was a very interesting time right it was growing very very quickly as a company Yes, so back when I joined Pharmacy, they did not have a very dedicated strategy vertical, and I think the idea uh, was for me personally to understand how does Indian startup uh, ecosystem work, what is it uh, uh, that you know people would like to look at from a business perspective, uh, what is it that uh, investors would like to look at. Uh, I brought in a lot of daily reporting structures in place, uh, so you know, uh, very interesting time they were scaling up. Uh, there were a lot of warehouses being set up, so I managed to travel across all of their eight warehouses to set up the best practices. And wow. uh, yeah, it, it was a very interesting time. I, I don't even uh, know whether six months flew by. <laughs> and then, and then, obviously, you decided to to start Hopspace. This was, I think, early two thousand nineteen when you started. Right. Uh, but and so, what was the original idea? And I know we've had a couple of pivots, but let's talk about the original idea. What were you th- trying to build with Hopspace? Sure. So, uh, after I got married and I went to Mumbai, and you know, I was figuring out uh, what were the next steps, uh, I started managing the turf that my family owned in Mumbai. And uh, the the problem at this turf was that it was heavily underutilized during the early evening hours. So I saw a scope to monetize this space. I bought in one football coach, one cricket coach, one hula hoop coach, and we started doing activities. Uh, the idea was to understand what is it that parents would want, uh, what is it that uh, was lagging from the trainer's side, um, and ultimately, when we started plugging in all of these pieces. Uh, I think that's where uh, the idea of Hopspace came about to literally set up offline centers that have 10 to 15 different activities, very very age appropriate. Uh, you could choose from uh, a range of classes like football to swimming to dance to music, etc. And you can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about whether the trainer is good or, or or you know what is the curriculum being followed, what is the sort of progress that's happening with your child. So we were doing all of that initially. Uh, at that time, a lot of schools, a lot of art societies, where we were doing all these activities, so people don't have to step out of, uh, you know, a four to five kilometer radius. So this was uh, the initial idea of Hopspace, and we did manage to uh, start off with three centers, 
we had about 100 plus kids uh, in in the initial few days. This we sounds a lot kids. like the cure fit model, right? It was it was sort of like a cure fit for kids, it seems. Almost yes, because you have the the ability to pick and choose what you want instead of you know registering for three months with a football class and realizing in the second month, oh, I don't like this. Hmm, makes sense. Makes sense. And but you know, this was also, and I mean, these were ideas tried in the past. I mean, I had a personal investment that unfortunately did not work out. A company called Find Your Class. They and you obviously heard of other ones in in this space that have tried this. Uh, especially for this, you know, what you would call the non-adult category, right, or, or the under-18 category, and it's not, it's not truly worked out. Why do you think that what your model would act, would would work out? So ours was a very very experienced control focused model. Uh, so mm. uh, you know, we, we did not want to be just a discovery platform. Uh, we wanted to have the best trainers on board. Uh, we were creating curriculums for all of the activities that we were doing. So, you know, if you're a four-year-old or a ten-year-old, there is a curriculum for you. You would know how session one would be different from session ten, and what's mm. the sort of progress that you can expect in a child uh, with, with respect to different skills that uh, a child would want to acquire at different ages. Uh, so, I think uh, a lot on the experience side, uh, a lot on the progress and feedback. Uh, side is what really worked out in our model compared to you know, how other discovery places or other marketplaces look like. And, and at the time, uh, you you also met your co-founders, right? Harsh and Bhaskar. What was, how did you guys uh, get together? How did you guys get to know each other? Right. So, uh, like I mentioned, Harsh and I were batchmates at IMT Ghaziabad. Um, and I think, uh, and a lot of times, but, but you guys met a, a lot of years later, right? Because I'm guessing I am Tigazia back to this for like another. We were always in touch, uh, and Harsh and I wanted to do something of our own back in college as well. So, like I said, I belong to a Gubania family, Harsh comes from a Jain family. Uh, so, we've always seen people set up their own businesses. And we did want to do something together. Uh, it was like a college pact, but uh, we did not know what to do back, uh, back in that time. And and I think over the years, because we had been in touch, uh, I was in Bangalore, Harsh had traveled a couple of times. Uh, then I moved to Mumbai, Harsh was here with Nikunzi, uh, working in their Mumbai office. Uh, and I think this was at a friend's wedding when uh, we literally got talking about the idea. And when I said, I'm trying to uh, you know operate this stuff and these are the challenges that he said, Ujjain may be same with that. So this was the reaction that you know I see my cousin struggling. Uh, so this makes a lot of sense. Um, and the way I met Bhaskar was uh, uh, back during my internship at Farmizi. Uh, so when I was visiting the Bangalore office, uh, I happened to meet him. He was trying to search for an activity for his six-year-old son, and uh, he he had the same challenges uh, that you know Priya. I don't know uh, what does he like at this age. I don't know if I end up registering for this activity. Will he even go? Who will manage the pick and drop? Uh, and and the, because of his background, you know, being a co-founder at uh, a co-founder member of Red Bus, uh, CTO at House Joy, Hello Class, uh, his passion for all things technology is is great. Uh, so he talked a lot about uh, how technology could be used to leverage a lot of things, specifically in the, in the education space. And uh, initially, Bhaskar came on board as a mentor, um, then as an investor, and ultimately as a co-founder. So that's how the three of us got together. Wonderful. And and what what were the skills you were looking for in each one of them that you you know you felt could make it a good team? 
So um, I think first and foremost was uh, what sort of comfort level do we really have with each other? Uh, I think having passed that uh, hurdle, uh, the skill sets that I have, uh, you know, coming from a pure finance uh, background throughout my life, I knew that I could handle a lot on the strategy side. I could, uh, you know, as an extension of strategy, pick up growth as well at a startup. Uh, what I needed in my co-founder was skills on the side of uh, operations and technology. So, you know, Haskell obviously came in uh, with a great skill set for technology. Uh, Harsh, given his background, uh, being an engineer, worked with TCS, ICICI, McKinsey. Uh, he understands a lot on, on the operations and processes side. So uh, that's how we literally... Uh, I, I think we did not even need to have a conversation about who would be looking at what. Uh, it, it just came naturally to all of us. Because the interesting part was you and Harsh obviously knew each other, right? There was a bit of chemistry and camaraderie there. And Bhaskar obviously came from a very different background, you know, and uh, uh, came off uh, came from obviously the, the tech world, as you would call it, right? How, how did you bridge the gap between, you know, and it's, it's a very de delicate, delicate uh, balance, right? Because I've seen many teams, very few teams you'd be able to manage, like, you know, I'm going to manage finance, you're going to manage operations, you're going to look at technology, and all of us are going to work together and not have fights, right? Yeah. But is is that, how are you managing that? Um, so while, you know, you're right that Bhaskar comes from a very strong tech background, uh, what he has literally gotten his hands dirty into a lot of things while building Redbus. So even, uh, uh, you know, the early days of the offline model of Hopspace, Bhaskar would say, okay, let me go and visit the school. Uh, I will go and observe how are the classes happening. Or, uh, you know, the uh, where his child goes to that, to that school, he would go and talk to the teachers. Uh, so these are the kind of things that, uh, you know, he's always willing to do. So it's, it's not that uh, while we've defined things between ourselves, we are definitely looking at those, but uh, always open to each other's thoughts and views, uh, and we try to implement it on a day-on-day -day basis. So we might have our differences, but you know we always have an open ear for each uh, each of the opinions and views. So yeah, that's how uh, all of us manage to uh, bridge this gap every day. And, and then, you know, uh, I think you in between raised around uh, in 2000, late 2019, early 2000, I mean, but more like 2020, but you were raising it around in 2019. Um, right. And and this is like, I think around Feb, you started realizing that there's something really major going on in China. And then, you know, and then it came and hit you in here in March and your entire business model had to completely change. So can you walk us through like what what was COVID's impact on the business? Because you you your whole business required physical centers and people to actually show up uh, for classes. What was that like? Right. So uh, I I think I still remember the day when uh, you know uh, COVID became a very serious issue. Uh, it was one day before uh, the lockdown was announced. Uh, we had to ask everybody to leave for their homes as soon as they could. Uh, we had a class at one of the centers. We had to cancel that. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of thought went around how long would this go about? Uh, when would we be able to resume classes? We had taken up a lot of commitments from parents, right? We had to honor all of those. Uh, so the initial thought was, 
okay let's try and do something on zoom let's see if this works out so we started out with ballet classes uh, with everybody who had registered uh, worked out well uh, but wasn't the same as how it would be in an offline world where people are interacting with each other the teacher can actually uh, correct your posture when when you're not doing it in the correct manner uh, uh then we moved on to our football classes so there was a large chunk of kids there um, now obviously when you're physically constrained you can't do a football class so we were focusing a lot on the health and nutrition aspect we were doing some exercises uh so that was challenging so and i think ultimately from there we started realizing that if uh, we had to sustain we had to ensure that we move very quickly we figure out what are the things that can be done in the online format uh, so we started doing a lot of different activities uh, you know right from storytelling to art and craft we were doing yoga sessions uh, we did a couple of robotic sessions as well and and i think while these were all uh, Single session formats. It did help us a lot in figuring out what is it that would work out with the younger kids, uh, with uh, you know the the seven to ten age group and and the eleven plus age group, and ultimately it helped us zero down on six different activities that we finally started focusing on uh, in about. And in between, you raised your rounds. So you you had I I know you raised money from Artha. You raised money from IPV. uh what was what was the experience over there because you were now you basically came with a particular business plan in between the business plan you pivoted and you now had to continue to convince your investors to stay on that listen I, i'm pivoting but i'm still going to make it happen what was that like so um i think another one thing that we always focus on uh while talking to any of the potential investors or even the existing ones is uh, we want great partners on board and when i talk about great partners these are people uh, uh, who definitely invest in the business idea but are also confident of what uh, me and harsh and uh, maskara are trying to build and and we have been fortunate enough to get such partners while people had their doubts around you know uh, how will you convince people on how to do online classes but you know your idea was uh, more focused on the offline model that's what we like uh, ultimately people understood that you know uh, covid is here to stay and if we have to make this big uh, uh, we do have to start looking at other opportunities that are available and we were uh, i think fortunate again uh, to figure out what was uh, the the white space really in the market which we're focusing on today so uh, a lot of good people have backed us they've brainstormed with us on you know what all to do you uh, being one of them you know uh, i think since day one there have been certain number of uh, certain names uh, of activities that you've been trying to push on like scrabble etc uh, uh, so you know, ultimately we've taken that route and uh, it's it's working out well so and i think that was the second pivot right i think as as you started scaling this platform in october a lot of competition came in right i mean one of our uh, i know even one of our other companies ended up being in the same space as you guys uh, mm -hmm. but there was all a, a lot of different companies many offering almost the same product very difficult to differentiate right so what was the impact of that on your overall uh, business when you had so many different competitors right uh 
so i i think there are a lot of edtech companies out there trying to do a lot of extracurricular activities for kids trying to capture the space but what really helped hop space was uh, while we took time to get to where we are today uh, we could go a lot more deeper into uh, what is it that the parents want versus what the child wants versus how to solve for the trainer's problem and mm-hmm. uh, i think having started early in this space we were able to figure out all of these problems and the solutions and today what we have is a very very holistic platform that caters to all of these so while there are people uh, you know trying to capture the space uh, trying to capture the same sort of audience the experience that anybody gets at hop space uh, you know right from um, your curriculum day one you would know if you're enrolling for a chess activity you would be introduced to the basics uh, session 10 you would know session 44 you would know and all of this while there are very strong uh, progress factors that is installed in in the product and the curriculum so what this literally does is helps you uh, know if your child has developed problem solving skills or critical thinking skills uh, on a board of chess there are more than 5000 moves that you can make uh, in a game so every game is different from the other so you have to be creative in your moves right so these are the kind of things that we're doing very differently which i think uh, to to get to this space uh, uh, and uh, to be where we are will take a lot of time and i, I think we'll be way ahead uh, by the time somebody tries to catch up so and and i think that was where the where the major pivot i think in the last 12 months has happened is, is to go really vert- vertical specific so i mean what was this what were the reasons behind this pivot we'll talk about the results but let's talk about why why was this pivot pivot done so i think one thing that we started uh, understanding very deeply was parents want a lot of experiential learning uh, for their kids how uh, can a platform really curate something specifically for my child what is it that my child will learn out of this course uh, how will you tell me uh, who is the trainer how is he or she going to teach how will you solve for my kids problems when the class is not happening right these are some of the questions that we started uh, getting from parents in the very early days when we were looking out to build this mental agility platform that we now focus towards uh, we also realized that you know while we were doing group classes one on one classes is what really provided uh, that experiential learning that anybody was looking for uh, and to be able to position ourselves as experts uh, in any of the segments that we were picking up uh, we had to have somebody very very strong to create a curriculum which is why we got uh, this concept that we call it hop space an activity champion uh, uh, who is a master of their sport or activity create the curriculum so you know it's it's not hop space creating the curriculum it's a grandmaster creating the curriculum they are training the trainers also and all of these factors really combined uh, i think really uh, uh, led to us coming out with this mental agility workshop and, and so, so what are the classes that hopspace is offering so we've got two uh, sets currently we do classes in india where we're focusing on chess spanish french and robotics and we're doing classes in the us which are live one on one classes only for chess oh wow so us that's a that's a very interesting audience was that part of the original business plan Yeah I I think for us uh 
online was supposed to be a part of hopspace's journey uh, it was supposed to come somewhere around 2022 uh, when you know we want to leverage technology use ar vr to, to you know uh, leverage the experiences for a lot of our customers uh, what thanks to covid came in early and you're right us is a very interesting market i think there are some 30 million kids out there in the us who learn and play chess uh, so you know That's an amazing number. I don't think many people would know that. Thirty million is three crore yeah, kids in yeah. the US. Wow. Right, and uh, I think there are there are a lot of uh, benefits that are received with a game like chess. Uh, you know, you you can train from somebody who's a grandmaster. You can train from somebody who's rated. Uh, you can play with your family. You can play on the platform. uh and and i think uh, which is why us has been uh, one of the first markets we have gone to uh, to be a global brand uh, from india and uh, so in terms of demographic right what what are the kind, what would be the uh, typical customer that you would be targeting typically for now uh, we're going uh, more after the indian diaspora because those are the people uh, who want to be connected to train uh, from india uh, i i think there's a lot of trust factor also that comes into play when there's an indian brand actually going out there and, and training their kids uh, uh, having said that we do have about 15% of the customers who are native americans uh, so i think that is also validation of the fact that uh when we have a great product a great curriculum and great creators on board uh, uh a, a product or a platform like hopspace does work internationally so you know i i'm going to we blow off the steam a little bit and and then we're going to come back to the discussion on the pivot but but in in between while all this is happening farmazy becomes a unicorn so what what are dinner table conversations like between a, between a startup founder and a unicorn founder both living in the same household oh i wish there were uh, dinner table conversations <laughs> i think uh, <laughs> unfortunately all of this happened uh, you know right during this crisis that we've all been going through and uh, we hardly uh, get any time to catch up and uh, you know whenever we do we try uh, that it is not work related so while we uh, you know did have a small celebration we got a cake etc but uh, i i think that's about it. Uh, the world out there has been chaotic uh, so solving for that first no and and i think uh, farmizi is doing a fantastic job at that i know during the last lockdown uh, when you know, they were one of the primary platforms that i was using for medicines for my father who's diabetic so uh, you know there definitely some great work and i've known dharmal and i you know since the very early days of farmizi so it's, it's definitely seen a very great journey uh, over there so yeah. now let's get come back to that pivot for a second right uh, you make one pivot and then a second pivot how, how what happens to the team right you've got a sales team that is out there that needs to be selling but they but the product is changing every 69 months what they're selling who they're selling to because selling to the us audience is not like selling to the indian audience and then selling to a, a virtual audience is not the same as selling to a you know physical audience like right. how did when, when is this from by the way diwali or so this uh, this is actually from 1st of march this year uh, when we opened up our new office uh, unfortunately okay. we'll sit there for only 20 days or so uh but yeah that's that's my hopspace family and uh, uh again 
fortunate enough to have a set of people who are uh, you know very accepting of the fact that changes happen uh, businesses uh, change course as in when we realize that there are many more things happening uh, and, and you know uh, why it's uh, it's a team of very very young people but i think very mature professionally so while we were transitioning uh, a lot more into the us market we were getting more people uh, to work for the us uh, side on the customer uh, uh, team people were accepting of the fact that you know if we have to grow if we have to sustain uh, this is this is the way forward and uh, you know we literally managed to build out this entire team uh, we we started scaling up in november last year uh, which was during the lockdown we started calling people to office once a week in december we open up offices full time in january uh, uh, people were coming in feb march lockdown happened again people are back at home uh, but no one's complaining i think uh, that's really the beauty of it that people have been able to adopt situations so so well uh, and, and you know both on the india side and uh, the us side and but but one, one maybe a little more deeper if we go into this pivot did you have uh, and i you know i've talked about this in the past with other founders that have pivoted like at the time of the pivot there were, there are certain people that you must let go of because they no longer fit with the plan how how did did you have any situations like that and how did you handle those I, I think fortunately enough, we haven't had this situation yet, uh, uh, and that's also because, like I said, the, the team is very accommodating, right? Uh, if we find that there's somebody who has a very strong potential, uh, we do not want to let them go. Uh, even our whatsapp group is by the way called hop space family. So we literally all work like a family, and if if there's uh, uh, maybe a role that's no longer valid we will try and utilize that person's abilities into some other role uh, so that's how uh, uh, we have been in the last few so and and how how were you how were you probably getting your other stakeholders like your investors and even uh, you know your customers on board with this new pivot what was the strategy there so i think uh, on the investor side at least uh, Again, there were a lot of brainstorming sessions as to what needs to come from or is the world going to change? Can offline come back? Uh, we did try to launch offline activities again uh, during Feb and March, uh, but you know the lockdown happened again. Uh, so we were very strong propagators of you know how offline can actually benefit. But when we started seeing online activities also can benefit kids in multiple ways, we started cascading the same conference to parents as well. That you know you can transform your child's screen time into a healthy learning, fun screen time. So uh, hey, I'm gonna offer you a chess class, and what we will do is we will do just 30 minutes of screen time, and the rest would be uh, you know very audio based learning experience. So I will be asking you questions. It's not mandatory for you to look at the screen, or I'll give you an exercise where you're not looking at the screen. Uh, so overall becomes. Uh, a great learning platform where you are experiencing uh, both the screen and the screen. I see. And and how are you keeping these? Uh, sorry, I got something in my eye. But how are you keeping uh, your uh, children engaged in between these classes? Are you doing anything that is uh, you know helping them learn better? 
because uh, there's one thing in the business theory, there's another thing to be uh, out there and, and competing. Right. Uh, so we do have a lot of exercises and fun games that we give to our uh, students in between sessions. So, for example, if, if you have enrolled for a Spanish class, uh, what we will do is we will give you a couple of exercises or audios to listen to. Uh, we will ask you to write a paragraph and come and uh, uh, talk about whatever you've experienced in the last three days in the next class. So what this does is keeps the child engaged, number one. Second, builds onto their confidence of being able to do things on their own. Uh, and, and the teacher support is always there in case you get stuck between uh, the, the gap during the two sessions. So, if, if when anybody's listening in today, and you know, there's people logged in from uh, YouTube, from Facebook, and in in from LinkedIn, uh, and that have children, like what what age of ch children, you know, would find the maximum utility out of Hopspace? So we cater to a very uh, wide age group, which is the three forties uh, old age group. But what we've done is uh, very meticulously. Uh, divided all of our age groups so that the classes are then appropriate. So we've got one age group for three to six, we've got one for seven to ten, there is eleven to twelve, and then thirteen and fourteen. Uh, uh, and for one-on-one -on -one classes, now obviously it depends really on the level which we assess the kid to be at, and that's how one-on-one -on -one classes progress. And the one-on-ones could be with uh, like adults as well, or is it only children? No, only children. I, I think uh, the adult world is too complicated, so we would want to stay away from that. But I'm sure there are adults who want to learn how to play chess, Priya. Yes, I'm sure. I, I do hope Hopspace is able to uh, cater to these adults. Uh, but for now, our passion is teaching children. Our uh, focus is on children, so we want to do that. So what should they do? Like, and what are the kind of packages you're offering to, to parents uh, for their children? Sure. So uh, in India, if you are registering with us, you can go for one month or two months or three months package. If you're opting for just one month, you can pick from any of the four activities that we offer on the platform. If you're going for anything more than that, we provide you the flexibility to pick up whatever activity you would want to uh, subscribe for. So maybe month one you want to do Spanish and month two you want to do robotics. And uh, that's how our subscription model works uh, in India. Uh, you want to come back to maybe uh, the full activity in month three, we're completely okay with it. Because we have tracked your progress for one month and we would have that for the third month when you come back to us. Uh, that's how we maintain continuity for every student. In the US, our classes are done one-on-one -on -one, uh, chess only. So you can register uh, for, a, for whatever level the trainer would assess you at. So there's an assessment se session that we ultimately uh, keep at the beginning of uh, the class where we ascertain what is the level of the child, are they ready to learn this activity, and how many classes would actually be required to, to go from Sitting an unrated to or 800 to 1000 to 1200 and so on. So, are these classes, is this assessment free? Yes, absolutely free. Okay. But, and then are you offering any kind of like uh, free classes and stuff like that? Or are these all paid classes after that? So all our classes are paid, uh, but you uh, do have uh, you know, a, a refund option in case you don't uh, think that it's adding any value to your uh, students' uh, life cycle. Okay, and, and 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 I noticed that you have a different 
uh, approach to Indian parents and a very different approach to the US parents, you know, where you've got only one activity being offered over there, but in India, you've got a, a bit more. Any reason why uh, the two different approaches, or are you looking to merge them and merge them as one approach in the future? Uh, so I, I think uh, what we've done in the US uh, going out with just one activity is more about understanding uh, a little more deeper as to what uh, kids really do and what is it that we could introduce as ne next set of activities. In, in the what we're doing for activities is uh, because all of the kids in India would go out for at least two activities in a week. And uh, if for a parent, they can find two activities on the same platform that can provide them uh, with the ability to pick and create their own schedules, uh, I think that solves for at least 50% of uh, uh, a child's uh, learning cycle. So the other 50% being the school, which is fixed. So with us, you have the flexibility. And you know, I know I'm going to bring this up because I keep pushing it at every meeting, but, but when does Hopspace start doing more tournaments? We are starting from this Sunday, actually, and uh, these are all going to be international tournaments from now on. So you will be able to play uh, while sitting in India with a child in the US or in Canada. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they will be done uh, two times on Sundays. So the morning slot. But it was very surprising for me to realize that there were so many tournaments going on for chess across the world. Right. At the same time, it, it, was, it was like 50 tournaments a day in India alone. Was, was that something that was new for you as well? Yes, so uh, we've definitely learned a big deal about chess in the last uh, five, six months. And uh, tournaments is, I, I think, something that really enables a child to uh, apply what they've learned in the class, right? Uh, one is learning the activity or the game. But second, how do you uh, actually apply it? And I think there's a more... Uh, sense of confidence that gets built in the child when they see their ratings or, or rankings improving continuously when they right. yes. In fact, there's a very interesting question from Arushi Ajit. I'm just going to put it on the screen. Priya, uh, can you please provide these activities in schools directly? Yes, Arushi. So uh, we are definitely tying up with a lot of schools, uh, Pan India, where we are trying to introduce Hopspace activities. Because we do realize that uh, while schools offer extracurricular activities or co-curricular activities as, as part of academics, there's no structured approach. And uh, uh, you know, for top space, getting into uh, school or, or the child's uh, schooling setting early on just ensures that they get that uh, required exposure to any of the activities that, that could interest them. And, and I think also uh, introducing activities in schools uh, really exposes the child to a lot of skills and what I realized uh, while building hop space. Uh, I was uh, a, a dancer in school, right? And uh, I would be the one always leading the group, you know, standing in the front because I could remember all the steps and, you know, people who, who would keep forgetting would be standing behind me. And I think that's how I started realizing that I have this leadership skill. I can lead people on to, you know, wherever I want. Uh, a similar way, uh, I, I used to do a lot of painting, sketching, etc. in school. Uh, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. Uh, you know, you, you've got the concept of uh, houses in school. So we, uh, we had a red color, yellow color. So I was in the green house, which was the Neetaji house. And uh, we were supposed to do the bulletin boards for, for the month. 
Now another house, which was the blue house, the teacher came to me and said, "Priya, could you do for us as well?" And I did that because you know I I knew I was creative and I did not need a lot of time to be able to do that. And that creativity is something that I'm still applying on a day on day basis at Hopspace also. You know, uh, gave me a very good attention to detail. Uh, that helped me at Goldman Sachs as well. By the way, attention is detail that every investment banker is supposed to have. So you know, a lot of these skills that you build on early on in your schooling uh, life are things that last you up to your lifetime. So yes, definitely looking to tie up with schools uh, very very soon. So I believe Arushi may come from uh, you know from a schooling background. So if she wants if she wants to get in touch with you and offer these to maybe uh, you know. students in her, in her school what's the best way to get in touch with you you can directly write to us uh, actually write to me at priya@theret.com and i will make sure that it comes to you so that's priya@theret.hopspace.com so arushi please direct your uh, uh, you know request to directly to priya and she will take care of it uh, you know we never discussed like so all these pivots where is hopspace today So we are today a mental agility uh, platform built for kids between three to fourteen years of age. Uh, uh, we are an Indian platform building out for the global market. So in terms of traction, where are you, where are you at? So I think overall we've got about twenty five hundred kids uh, registered on the Hopspace platform as of date. Uh, spread across India, US. We've got a couple of kids from Nepal, UAE, Singapore. uh i think we have one student from south africa as well uh, so wow. yes, we're spread out across different geographies and uh, your revenue split between india and the us uh it's about 75 25 today uh, cuz again uh us we do one one classes people register for four months at one go uh, so 75 is us 25 is india and what is the next market you're looking at I think uh, an overlapping market to US is Canada, so that's uh, going to be natural progress for us. Uh, and apart from that, we're currently exploring Germany, uh, UK, Singapore, and UAE, because uh, I think there are a lot of lot of Indians uh, who would want to take this. And ultimately, you know, uh, any extracurricular activity is a word of mouth business, right? Uh, so that's how it spreads from uh, Indians and uh, to the locals of, of these countries. So Priya, there's two things that would probably keep you up at night right now. What are those two things? And and we, I know Farm Easy and and your husband having phone calls late at night. It it could be one of them, but the other two. <laughs> so one is our US operations. Uh, uh, you know, we we. Lot of things going on uh, in the night time. The market opens up. There are so many interesting conversations with parents that happen. There's, uh, you know, probably one trainer from Zimbabwe uh, experienced an electricity cut and you know wasn't able to join the session. So how do we keep the child engaged while he's figuring out how to get online? Uh, so, so these uh, little little things that we're trying to you know manage on our own right now. So these are learning from. Uh, you know these these baby steps that we are taking so when we scale from here we know that we have handled these and these are solvable issues uh, i think this is number one second um, uh, where do we go on uh, from here right so while we do have a lot of geographies on our mind uh, still trying to prioritize uh, which ones to pick up 
and how can we really make uh, a child's journey better right uh, the the idea of hop space is not just to be able to provide activities under one roof but also provide the relevant skill set uh, at the right age so how do we keep on improving on that experience and how do we keep on improving the child's experience in the class that's 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 actually a very uh, very uh, big challenge to solve i think that's why hop space has some great prospects i think at least in the way I look at my portfolio is just because this, these problems you're solving are massive, and the fact that you are also, uh, you know, in very interestingly, I would say, uh, you know, not just looking at Indian trainers, but you're also, you know, uh, getting trainers from across the world to teach people across the world, which is a very interesting use of the platform. Uh, where do you see Hop Space in the next ten years? Oh, uh, I, I think we want to be present in all of the countries that we can where there is access to uh, internet and i think end of 10 years everybody would have access to internet and, and tablet uh, we want to be able to uh, provide relevant skills to all the kids and like i said they, these skills last a lifetime so we want to be able to make that difference right from day zero uh, when a child is ready to be enrolled into any activity uh, uh you know not uh you know undermining what the school does or you know um, trying to uh you know state anything about our education system but but it, it's still a lot more vocation there's a lot more rote learning that happens over there so uh you know we'll try and move the kids away from that uh and, and you know be that one-stop platform uh for many many kids out there Wonderful. Thank you so much, Priya. I know we've got a few more questions that people have asked, but I'm starting to run out, run out of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take rapid fire first. And then after that, if we have time, we'll take a few questions. The first question, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Donald Trump are coming home for dinner. What's the plan? Uh, I think I would definitely uh, uh, you know, make something very hot and spicy so that Trump runs away. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the free stay and we can have some really interesting intellectual conversations. <laughs> are, you, are you sure Elon Musk could handle the heat? Uh, uh, I'll make sure uh, that you know I, I serve him the right food. So that's an idea for Trump to be out of the room. See, I told you you should accept Dogecoin for cross border payments. <laughs> that would definitely get Elon Musk there. What do you? When do you get your best work done? Morning, evening, or night? Um, uh, I'm not at all a morning person. Uh, so I think night is when I think I'm the most productive, and I think part of it also comes from the entire investment background, where you know you have to stay up late till night. Creating pitch decks and uh, just researching on the market. So definitely. Did you ever imagine the years later you you would be the one that people be making pitch pitch decks for? Sorry, I didn't get that. I said, did you ever imagine that years later you would be the person that you know people were making pitch decks for late at night? I did not actually, and and sometimes it's it's quite fascinating because when uh, you know these these pitch decks come and people end up making mistakes, I'm like, this is very basic, but probably this was also something that I was doing as an investment banker. <laughs> What's the first name that comes to your mind when you hear the words successful entrepreneur? So I know uh, I, I lost you. What was that? 
I'll say what was the first name that comes to your mind when you hear the words successful entrepreneur? Uh, a lot of them actually, and I think first and foremost, I would start with my husband. Uh, he's he's That's been the easy one. yes, yes, and and you know a lot of other people like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all of them are great entrepreneurs. So I can't really pick on one. Do you uh, so if you could pick the brain then of one person for twenty four hours and ask them anything you want, who would it be? And this time only one person to you. You can't I give me a list. That's the You've heard this so many times on the mind talks. It definitely has to be Elon Musk. I I just want to know what goes on in that person's mind all the time, and I, I think. Uh, more specifically why would he choose to name his child whatever he did i still don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> one piece of advice to founders about fundraising i think i already uh, said that out loud always always go after smart and intellectual capital don't run after easy money uh hopspace was in in the initial days uh one person offered to you know do the entire round at their own terms and valuation, uh, but you know uh, very soon we realized that it wouldn't work out because that person uh, wouldn't bring that in intellectual capital into the business. So always, always focus on intellectual capital. Very, very, very important advice. Uh, one piece of advice that you would like to give your eighteen-year-old self. Uh, uh, I think it would have been uh, be be more open and be more uh, exploratory in, in terms of whatever you're doing. I think uh, at back at 18, I was still quite shy of talking to people. Uh, I was not very open to sharing my ideas, even though you know I thought that they they could make a lot of difference. Uh, so yeah. Um, let's see what what is one thing you never leave the house without besides your cell phone um, these days I'm not leaving the house I, I don't remember what it feels like leaving the house but uh, if I do have to answer that I think a uh, couple of things my laptop my diary uh, a charger uh, both my laptop and my phone because I tend to drain out a lot of battery uh, house keys Sanitizer, mask, yeah, all of these. Yeah, and we ask only for one. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a girl. I did not mention all of the other things. Uh, no, I had one very uh, important question as well. Um, one thing that you would like to change about the Indian startup ecosystem? Uh, so I think in, in our Indian startup ecosystem, still a lot of people are afraid of getting out there and sharing ideas when they're in the same space because they feel that, you know, oh, we're competing with each other. But, uh, you know, if, if you look at the bright side of it, you're actually sharing a lot of ideas uh, and, and, you know, a lot of uh, insights really, uh, which can help. Uh, all of us benefits. So I've always been, you know, a very strong uh, propagator of creating communities. You know, whether it's uh, you know in, in the startup space, or you know, if you're in a school, if you can create a club out of you know all of the common interests, or uh, even you know creating chess clubs at workspace for that matter. 
so I think that that's something that's still missing in in the Indian eco uh, startup ecosystem. But I I think uh, uh, you know uh, uh, things like the money talks where people do get to hear others and, and you know uh, get to get to know insights or there are some other pod podcasts that are happening. Uh, people are coming out, but uh, can be done in, in a better way. That's that's a very very important piece of advice. I think we're not as collaborative as we could be, uh, despite being you know uh, as big of an ecosystem as we are. So I think it's time uh, you know like and hopefully Priya, you can also lead lead the charge here. You know where you know more collaborative uh, and uh, work as a pack versus as a lone wolf, right? As uh, as most founders have been. So I'll take one last question. Um, Besides FarmEasy and Hopspace, what is one business you wish you would have founded? Uh, I think the, the real game changer of the Indian startup uh, ecosystem has been the likes of uh, you know, Flipkart and Snapdeal. So uh, they were very early on when people did not know a lot about startups, uh, people were not investing that uh, frequently. Uh, I think the scenario has changed completely. So back when these companies were built, uh, I, I think it took a great amount of courage from their founders, uh, a great amount of courage from all the stakeholders to be part of those companies. So it would have been very, very exciting to be a part of uh, any of these. Which, but which one of those two would you pick? Would you flip flip card. I would flip card. Uh, yeah. Is it because of the exit or anything else? No, so uh, uh, Flipkart was really trying to compete with uh, Amazon, and and I think you know with Amazon being already in the market, they they chose a very humongous task to build something out of India for India, uh, and I think that's the primary reason why I would have picked Flipkart, you know, over and over. I completely agree. I, th I think they took on a pretty huge giant with unlimited with an unlimited balance sheet, and they really gave them a run for their money. So great! I think, th I think uh, Priya, that brings us into rapid fire, and you you did pretty well. I think you, you know, you definitely had the ability to skip a, skip uh, skip around a few questions, uh, so the, which was pretty unique. But thank you so much. I, I think we've got some questions, but unfortunately, we won't have enough time. But thank you so much, Priya. Any final thoughts that you want to leave the audience with? No, just uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I think this was very, very interesting. And I think at the time that I was talking, there were a lot of uh, things that really came out. You know, for example, my uh, dance classes experience or my art classes experience that, um, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking out loud about, again, uh, like I said, I, I talk a lot with myself. Uh, uh, you know, it does give a lot of perspective into why I chose to build Hopspace, uh, uh, how I had a really brilliant team uh, who's pivoted through all the pivots that we've gone through. Uh, and, and, you know, we really hope that we're able to build, build Hopspace uh, to what we need to do. And you know, it's so true. I, I think at, at some point in our early upbringing, there's always some element uh, you know, that shows up in what we do as, in a business. It may not always come out, but uh, you can always, you know what, maybe here, like I, I was always good at technology. I wasn't a great coder, unfortunately, but I was good at technology. I could always just grasp things. I can see that you know, happening in my life today. And similarly, you know, I never knew that you were a dancer, but that completely makes sense. I mean, you were, you were a dancer, a national leader, you, you know, the, the roles you held at IMT, obviously completely made sense. 
Priya, you, you already know I'm super excited about your business, but I think uh, after listening to you talk and after going through your journey today, I think that the entire ecosystem should be extremely excited about your business. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, you know, look forward to hosting Harsh again and maybe having you back for a future episode. Yes, I'll, I'll love to come back. Thanks, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you next week, same time, Thursday, 9 p.m.